Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of the Dental Download Podcast. My name is Haley, if this is your first time listening. Today we're going to be talking about dental school interviews. I got lots of questions submitted on Instagram from you all just to make sure that I cover everything you're curious about related to preparing for interviews, interview day itself, what to wear, what to ask, all those kinds of things. And I also threw in a little section specific to this cycle with online interviews, Zoom interviews. So I hope you guys like it, but we're just going to do a quick little intro and then we'll get right into the main episode. But today, just a little life update. I would say that things are going all right. Um, I am continuing to see the therapist at our dental school, which I'm so thankful that they employ her to be there for our students specifically. And I'm looking forward to continuing working with her and trying to get through all of the different struggles that I've been facing. But class-wise, we have a midterm coming up this week on Friday is our anatomy lab practical. And then the following Monday is going to be our anatomy lecture midterm. So it's kind of the same content, but the midterm practical is more based on identifying structures on cadaveric images. And then the midterm on the lecture content is other like conceptual things and like cases if a patient had this happen and this muscle couldn't move like what nerve was damaged stuff like that and we also got more into our dental anatomy class this week which was cool we finally started our modules each week we have a few different teeth to learn so this week we did the central incisors on the maxillary and mandibular and then we also did the lateral incisors maxillary and mandibular and then the canines maxillary and mandibular so we pretty much need to be able to know the numbers for all of them in the universal system but then also be relatively familiar with the other numbering systems such as like the palmer system and then on top of being able to number all the teeth you need to be able to see a single tooth by itself and be able to identify which tooth it is just by looking at it so we have typodonts that we use to practice with and then they gave us an online software that kind of goes through each tooth with some information and then they also gave us like a printout of more information about each tooth to help us be able to differentiate between them. So that's been a bit of an adjustment and a challenge trying to learn that material, but it's been cool. And I've also been using the app called Bonebox Pro. There's also a light version that you can get on like any device, but I believe you need an iPad to get the pro version, but it's very, very nice. It's very in-depth. It's very just like great quality if you're able to get the Bonebox Pro app and you're in dental school or even as a pre-dental and you just want to get ahead and like learn about teeth. I highly recommend it. It's a really, really cool app. And then as for motivation, I'd say it's been quite lacking lately, to be honest. And I'm trying to get myself, you know, going and everything and I'm working on it. And I think one thing that I'm going to do this weekend as I'm recording this on a weekend is I want to make a little like letter to myself or like a note or something like ex- like saying and writing out like why I'm doing this, why I'm in dental school, why this is my goal, why I should be proud of how far I've came and why I shouldn't like get discouraged and why I need to keep like working hard and being motivated and learning as much as I can in my classes like for my patients that I can like provide them with the best possible care. So I think I'm going to write something out like that to try to help myself when I get down I can like go back and read that so I recommend that for you all whatever life stage you're in try to write a little like mood boosting note to yourself like of a reminder of why you're doing what you're doing and look back on that when you're having a rough time but yeah that's like I guess my motivation going into this week is just trying to remember 
why I'm doing what I'm doing and that the hard times and the dental school at home and all of that struggles like that will pass and it's only five more weeks and it'll all be okay. So that's kind of where I'm at, but I am looking forward to showing this episode for you all. And I already recorded the main part, so I know it's pretty good. It's pretty in-depth. And if you do have any other questions, so definitely reach out on our Instagram at dental download podcast, and I can answer them there, whether that's in the comments or you can send me a message. I definitely think commenting is better because then other people can see the answer, but I understand if you want to remain anonymous, messaging me is just fine. But with all that said, we're going to get into the episode. So now to talk about the actual interviews. Um, I did get questions about where I interviewed, how many interviews I had and stuff. So I applied to 12 schools and I had five interviews. I'm not going to go into specifics for any of the schools just because I don't really think that's appropriate. And these tips are really going to apply for all of your interviews. So first we're going to start with pre-interview kind of preparing. One thing I got a lot of questions about was what to wear, what outfit. So the dress code is business professional or business formal, however you want to phrase it. So you're going to be want to wearing a suit or some uh, females choose to wear like a professional dress with like a blazer that has long sleeves or something. Um, I personally wore a dark gray suit jacket with pants and then a short black heel and then I wore a light pink shirt and a simple necklace. That's about it. Um, some people do like to use like a pop of color, whether that's their shoes or a belt or a tie or a shirt or something. So that's something to keep in mind. I've heard some people like to subtly wear the school's colors that they're interviewing for, or they like to wear the color lavender, which is the color of dentistry. So those are just some ideas if you want to do something a little bit more fun with it. Um, I also got questions of what to bring with you. So um, I brought a bag. I brought a Longchamp. It's just the brand. It's just a tote bag. You can literally use any bag or no bag, or you could use a small backpack or a portfolio, whatever's like kind of your style and makes you feel comfortable. I liked having the little tote bag because as you're going to hear in a second here, I brought a lot of stuff with me. So I brought a hair tie, a small water bottle because a lot of the schools actually don't give you water as often as you'd like. So I brought a small one that wouldn't be too noisy in my bag. And then I brought a granola bar slash like protein bar, a little notebook, a pen and a pencil. And then for me, since I know I'd be nervous and like it's a long day, I brought some deodorant, makeup powder, floss and a mini mouthwash just so I could feel like my most fresh and everything by the time we did get around to doing the actual interview. Another thing you're going to want to do before you have your interview is research the school in general, but also make sure you know the style of interview that you're going to be attending. So as for researching the school, I would recommend checking out their social media pages. A lot of the schools have YouTube pages and also obviously their website so you can get a good feel for their value statement, mission statement, what kind of opportunities they offer to their students, whether that's through the clubs or if there's any service projects, if they do an externship. Um, the curriculum structure, class size, specialty clinics, if there's any, these are all just things that are good to be knowledgeable about. And also it helps you understand what you're interested in about the school when you get asked about that and also helps you have some follow-up questions for your interviewers on that day. And then as for the interview style, there's a few types. So there's one-on-one or two-on-one, multiple mini interviews, which is MMI, and then a group or PBL, or which is problem-based learning interview style. So all of mine were either 
one-on-one, two-on-one, or MMI, but I'm going to speak a little bit to what each of these are. And then there's also like a second tier of an interview style that you should know about is to whether the interview is open file, closed file, or semi-blind. So starting from the beginning, one-on-one is exactly what it seems, you and one other person interviewing you. So that could be a faculty member, it could be an alumni of their dental school, um, could be a lot of different things. And then the two-on-one, same thing. I frequently had either two students, I had a faculty and a student, a faculty and alumni, something like that. And then MMI is structured differently at every school that does it. Some have a lot of stations, like nine or ten. Some have three stations. Um, probably has to be more than three to be considered like multiple mini interviews. But anywhere from like three to ten stations that are going to have a different prompt, and then you're going to be talking to an interviewer at that station again. At the station, it could be a one-on-one or it could be a two-on-one. And then when you're there, you're going to have a specific topic to be talking about, which is nice because it kind of keeps you focused and allows you to really dive deep into that specific topic. And then group or problem-based learning. Um, I know some of the schools in California do this interview style, but basically you're set up in a group with the other interviewers, like a small group, and you're given a problem to figure out and they kind of watch how you work in a team and watch your just like thinking skills come out right in front of their eyes. So those are all the different interview tiles that you could be expecting and you can find all that just by Googling it and you'll get your answer. And it's not going to be on like the dental school's website usually, but it'll be somewhere on the internet. And then also the dental schools will eventually, once you receive an interview offer, they're going to send you an email and it'll kind of have more information about their interview style. Usually some don't, but most will tell you this is our interview style. And then, like I said, the other kind of tier that you should be aware of is whether it's open, closed, or semi-blind. And by this, I mean how much information does the interviewer know about you? So for open file, that really just means that they've seen your entire AdSess application, including your grades and your DAT score. Semi-blind is kind of the next level down, so they've seen your whole application, but they haven't seen your grades and DAT score. And then closed file means that they haven't really seen anything in your application. They don't know anything about you other than your name. So being aware of that, I think, is important because that tells you that this person either is a total blank slate or they're already going to know about my application and have questions to ask. So if it's open file, you can expect that they have your application printed out right in front of them at that interview and they're going to have things circled that they want to ask you questions about or that they're interested in. And then closed file, you're going to definitely get like a tell me about yourself kind of question or what do you do for fun? Like those things because they don't know you at all. So you just kind of can be expecting different types of questions for each of those, or just understand that if it's closed file, you really have to make that point to bring up any experiences that you think are really important for the interviewer to know, because they won't know otherwise unless you tell them. And for semi-blind, the reason that they don't see grades or DAT is just so all they have is like your actual experiences. And I think that's a really good interview style as well, but you're going to pretty much be getting the same questions as open file, except they won't ask you like, why did you get a C in chemistry because they don't know your grades. So another thing I recommend that you do before your interview is mock interviews, whether that be with a pre-dental friend, whether that be 
through your pre-dental club, whether that be at your career center, at your university. I know that most, with everything being virtual, um, they're still trying to do those for students, like through Zoom, through career centers and everything. So definitely look into it. And if not, like I said, set it up with someone else you know that is applying, or maybe that's a year or two older than you that already applied. I'm sure they'd be willing to help interview you in a practice setting. But this is especially important with Zoom interviews, and I'm going to get into that in a couple minutes here. But The reasons I think that mock interviews are really great is because it just gives you a chance to evaluate yourself and some people like to record themselves during this session so that you can watch it back and look at your mannerisms, notice what kind of filler words you're using, notice your eye contact. So that's definitely an option if you really want to critique yourself. I personally did a mock interview with a few of my clubs. We did mock MMIs and then I also did Um, just like one-on-one questions with one of my friends after a pre-dental club meeting, just practicing and critiquing each other. So we would ask the other person a question and then they would answer and then I'd say, okay, well, what if they said this? How would you respond? And kind of give an opinion of maybe a more critical interviewer versus a more friendly interviewer, how they might respond to both questions so that you can really prepare yourself. And the final thing I think you should do before your interview and in preparation is really some self-reflection and looking over your application and personal statement so that you're prepared to answer really general questions and that you have kind of stories in mind to be telling them when they ask you a more generic question. For example, like when is the time you worked in a team? You want to have a very concrete example and a bit of a little story anecdote to tell them. That way it's a little more memorable than just, oh, in physics lab, we were in team settings and like had to come up with our own like circuit that's not very memorable you know so you want to be even if that is your setting like give a little bit more details explain what kind of circuit you use and like all that kind of stuff so you want it to be memorable but obviously you don't want it to take a super long time like a minute maybe or so for answering a question and then um, some of the other questions you might be expecting that are general that you want to have answers prepared for Um, tell me about yourself. I know this is a lot of people's least favorite question. It's definitely not my favorite either, but it is a good chance to show who you are outside of academics and what you value. That was a tip that I was given before I interview. You don't need to say, um, like, I went to this school, I'm in this club, blah, 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 because you're going to talk about that later. You want to say, like, I'm from the city. I have this many siblings. I like to do this for fun. I like this kind of music. I'm really into this kind of food or something. You want to give more, like, fun facts about your hobbies and your interests or your values even beyond just, like, your activities, if that makes sense. And then another obvious question is why dentistry? Um, I did get asked if you can like repeat questions, not repeat questions, but repeat answers. Obviously, this is the question for the personal statement. So your answer for why dentistry is obviously going to be similar to your personal statement. But for me, my personal statement was written in a way that kind of stuck to a couple points that I like dentistry for the most just so that I could have a common theme. I didn't touch a ton on like patient relationships, but when I was answering it at interviews, honestly, my answer was different every single person I talked to because you want it to just be authentic, like coming out of your mind as you're thinking. So sometimes I highlighted more the interactions with people. Sometimes I highlighted more the hand skills. Sometimes I highlighted more problem solving. But for me, like those are my reasons. And as long as you know, you're like, little handful of reasons just pick a couple and answer it whatever comes out naturally and then another thing that you should be prepared for is what would you do if you couldn't be a dentist or couldn't work in healthcare? like what career would you have that's a pretty common one and I think that you should answer it even if they say not a dentist I don't think you should say like 
nurse or physician because I think what they're getting at is what would you do outside of healthcare, even if they don't phrase it that way. So for me, um, I said a teacher because I really like children and I really enjoy the act of teaching. I really have loved teaching my classmates um, in college, like helping them through tough material and stuff like that. So that's why I said that. But you should pick something honest, whether that's a chef, a food critic, an artist, a even if you would be in business or a lawyer or something, just be honest and have a reason as to why. And then another one, how do you manage stress? How do you relax? What do you do for fun? That's pretty common. And again, all these questions, if I got asked them, other than maybe like the teacher one, I pretty much had a sort of different answer. Like sometimes I'd say like, oh, I talk to my family a lot when I'm stressed or I watch these kind of videos or I like to go outside, stuff like that. So it's okay if your answer is different all the time, but as long as it's like a genuine answer. And then finally, why our school or why the city, especially if you're out of state, you want to make sure you have a good reason as to why you would actually move to their state, especially, especially if you have an in-state dental school. This didn't happen to me, but I know that some schools will literally ask you, like, why would you come here and not blank in-state school? So you really want to have good answers prepared, and that's why it's, it's important to research the school ahead of time, maybe talk to students that go there so that you can be really convincing at your interview and you want everyone to think that you're their top choice school. So we have a few sections left. We're going to talk about interview travel, then we're going to talk about some Zoom slash online interview tips, and then tips for your actual interview day, and then we're going to wrap it up with a Q&A of any questions that I don't feel like I fully addressed during this little session that I prepared. So for interview travel, I would just really say get there a day early if you're traveling out of town or stay in a hotel, definitely, if you can. Um, I personally, when I was going to Boston, I traveled by myself, but for all of my other interviews, my family came with me, either my mom or my dad, and that was super, super helpful. I know they obviously didn't go into the interview with me, but they traveled with me, and that relieved a lot of travel nerves and stress of like if there's some kind of delay or like where can I put the car so because I need to get into the school to do the interview like they could handle all of that stuff and all I had to focus on was like walking into the building and doing my interview if that makes sense so I really liked having family come with me or if you're married like a spouse or something I think it just brings a lot of comfort and moral support and a reason there's a few reasons I said to get there a day early if you're traveling out of town uh, mainly for the purpose of travel delays, especially if you're flying, your flight could be delayed, you could have an issue with your car. It's just a lot better to get there a day in advance. That way you have a full night's rest in the hotel and you're not rushing the morning of. Even if you have an afternoon interview at like noon or 1 p.m., it's really better to try to get there um, in advance. That way you're not scrambling the day of and going to be tired or anything. And I would definitely say try to save money by driving if you can instead of flying. But obviously certain interviews, it makes more financial sense to fly, whether that be your time or whether that be the actual cost. Um, it's also nice, like I said, to have someone go with you is if you're driving is to have someone to switch with when you're driving. So you're less tired because driving can be pretty draining. And like I said about flight delays, in the winter, if you're traveling somewhere where it snows or like me, from the snow to the snow, you can definitely expect flight delays. My flight to Boston both ways was delayed like three, four, five hours. And that was obviously scary, but I was getting there so far in advance that it wasn't a big deal. And then coming home, it doesn't particularly matter how quick you get back home. 
Um, Just the last thing, another reason to maybe get there early or to plan a long weekend if the interview's on like a Monday or something, is just to get to see the city because you applied here and there's a potential that this might be your only acceptance or this might be your favorite school and you want to have a good feel for the city and see if this is a place you could really see yourself living. I think that I wasn't able to do that for a lot of the schools, which was a bummer just because of how sporadic the interviews came up you don't have a ton of notice sometimes and if I had exams or things it just wasn't going to work out to take a long weekend but especially if it's earlier in your semester or something really do try to make that a priority if you can afford it because you're going to be really grateful that you got to explore a new city and also if you explore it before the interview you'll have really great things to talk about with your interviewer of why you like that city and why you want to move there. So for this cycle, I know that all interviews are going to be online, so I did want to offer some online or Zoom interview tips. First thing I want to say is that the Pharma Dental, I had her on my podcast quite a few weeks ago, Dr. Connie Wang, she made a really great YouTube video with online friendly interview tips, so I will link that in the description of this podcast, and I'll also put it on the story highlights for my Instagram page. But so some of these tips are from her video, and then some are just kind of adds-ons to that, but you should definitely check out her video. So the first thing is that lighting is key, and you really just want to make sure that you're facing a window or you have some nice, like, balanced, toned lighting facing your face. You don't want to have a window behind you because then you're just going to be totally washed out and they won't see your face. Like, this is your only interaction with them, so you want to make sure that the picture, the picture of you is, like, very clear and they can see what you look like and see when you're talking and see if you're making kind of that digital eye contact. And you also want to make sure you have a nice background behind you, whether that is just, like, a plain neutral wall or if you show like your house that's fine just make sure things are kind of tidy and put together and then also if you're in a room or house or apartment or whatever you obviously want to make sure that it's very quiet um if you're someone that's like has children or something in the house obviously they're going to understand if there's noise in the background but within reason you want to try to control that as much as possible of course and then another really important tip for being online is you want to make sure you have a nice angle just like I said before you want them to see your face in like kind of the most flattering way and also a way where they can see enough of you um Connie recommended chest up and I agree so that might mean moving your screen back quite a bit and that also might mean that you need to kind of prop it up whether you get one of those laptop stands or use some books or something You just want to find the right angle so that it's kind of slightly looking down on you. You don't want it coming up from under you, especially if you're on like a tablet or something rather than a laptop. And then, of course, dress for success all the way. You want to have your full interview outfit on, not just the top part, even though they can't see like your pants and everything. You want to have your full look. You want to get ready for the day, feel like you're going to a real interview because that's going to make you more confident and maybe even a little more nervous. But the adrenaline, I think, is a healthy thing. And then, of course, practice, practice, practice. Try to figure out your setup, like I said. Find a good way to make eye contact. Maybe that's why doing these mock interviews would be helpful or recording yourself might be helpful. Eye contact is tricky because you kind of have to look into the camera on your screen rather than like at the screen itself. So just keep that in mind and try to figure out what the normal amount without looking obviously like creepy, like constantly staring into the camera. So really whatever feels natural and they know that you're not used to Zoom interviews and neither are they. So they're obviously not going to be critiquing you too much on like eye contact, for example. But if you happen to be really good at it, that's obviously going to impress them. 
All right, our last section is the interview day tips, and then I'm just going to answer any lingering questions. So first thing, wake up early, take your time to get ready, and definitely eat something. They don't always have food or like real food at the interviews or any breakfast food at all. Typically, they have like granola bars, coffee, water when you get there, but they might not. And it's better to eat something because once you're there, you might be even more nervous or you're trying to make small talk with other students, so you don't really want to be sitting there like eating. So definitely try to eat something before you go because you might not be able to eat when you're there. You might be too nervous. Um, I personally wasn't that nervous the morning of. It was more like adrenaline, like a Christmas morning feeling. Like I was just so excited to have this opportunity. And then also because you know when the interview is happening, usually they're going to send you a schedule for the day before you get there. So a lot of times you're getting there at 9 a.m., but the interview is not until like noon or 1 p.m. So at that point, you know that you have a while to your interview. So in the morning, you're probably not going to be super, super nervous yet. Um, but right when I'm waiting for my interview, I was pretty nervous. And things I tried to do to like calm my nerves was honestly just like go for it. Like a lot of times they'll say, okay, like this is your room, wait here till they're ready. And then once they're ready, like just go, don't hesitate, just walk in start like once you see their faces they're gonna be like very smiley and welcoming and you're gonna feel a little bit more comfortable like I mentioned with the interviews usually being like 9 a.m to noon or 9 a.m to 3 or 4 p.m it's like a whole day process I'm not sure how the interview day is gonna work for you all this cycle with it virtual I'm assuming it's still gonna be pretty similar where they have a school tour some type of student panel or a way for you to interact with current students and ask them questions and then obviously they're still going to do an interview somehow and you also always get presentations whether that be from faculty about the school and then there's usually a financial aid presentation as well and those are all really great chances to ask any questions that you have. Another thing I wanted to really point out is that you're at your interview your whole time that you're in the building or even on the campus like or near the school because obviously it might make sense that even in the building because anyone there has the like you're gonna have a name tag on anyone there could make a comment to someone in charge that you were being disrespectful or rude or looked upset or something and not grateful to be there so you just want to be calm and like happy to be there at all times and anyone you interact with you want to be polite and gracious but another thing where I mentioned like even near the school when I was leaving one of my interviews I was like half a mile a mile up the street and right there next to me like at the same intersection was some of the faculty that were doing the interviews and it was very clear that I had come from an interview because I was in a suit on like a normal school campus and so were they so if I was on the phone with someone ranting about the interview they would definitely hear that and they could figure out who I was and that might jeopardize my interview, for example. Obviously, that didn't happen. I just walked on my merry way. But just be prepared that like you need to always be aware of your surroundings and make sure that you're on your best behavior. Another thing is that if you have the chance to engage with students or faculty, 100% do introduce yourself, try to make small talk. It's pretty easy to make small talk at these interviews because there's people coming from all over the country. So that's already a really great starting point. Like, where are you from? How? Oh, when did you get into town? How are you liking it? Stuff like that. Then as for faculty asking them questions or during your interview, I think that it's really nice to ask your interview some your interviewer some questions about themselves. Maybe not necessarily like how many kids do you have, but how did they become involved with 
blank dental school? How long have they been there? When did they move to blank city? How do they like it? How do they like the dental school? Like, what's their favorite thing about the dental school? Whenever I asked people that, they really enjoyed talking about it. They kind of lit up. And that was a cool way to see that they like the school. Because if they didn't, it would probably be pretty apparent. And this kind of leads me into one of my other tips is that when you talk to them about something like that, a little off the books for whatever they were expecting to talk about, that gives you something even more memorable. And also, when you write your thank you note, you can say, I really enjoy talking to you about blank today. Thank you for explaining to me how blank dental school really values blank. Those are kind of how I structured mine sometimes. And you definitely want to send a thank you note after your interview. This could either be mailed into them or an email, especially with the virtual season. I would definitely recommend email because if it's in person, they probably won't receive it. I did um, emails anyways last cycle, even when I could have mailed. I just thought it was most efficient. Like as soon as I got back into my car or got home from the interview, I tried to send it because you really want to be prompt. Um, definitely within a week of the interview, you want to send that thank you note. I think the sooner the better, just because then they can remember you. And most of the time they did respond to me, which was nice, but some of them didn't. So don't feel bad if they don't. But you definitely want to make sure you ask for their business card at the end of your conversation. If they don't already give it to you, some people just naturally do. But if they don't, ask for it so that you can have their interview. I'm not their interview, but their email or their address at the school. Um, Even if you can just get their name, you can usually go on the school's website and look them up in the directory to get an email or an office address. And then also for Zoom, I think you probably will just have to ask for their name or their email. That way you can look them up in the school's directory or just email them directly. A couple more tips for during the interview. For other questions to ask your interviewer or to ask people at the school on interview day, I just would come up with a lot, honestly, and because some of them are going to get answered naturally through the presentations and you don't want to re-ask something because then it's like you're not listening, but sometimes some of them won't get answered or something they say during a presentation might jog your memory to think of a new question. So it's nice to have that notebook with you and to write stuff down as they're talking and write down some of your questions that you were thinking of. It's totally fine if during your interview you want to open up your notebook and reference those questions. I personally just kind of like kept them in my mind, but don't feel like you have to do that. Um, I was found myself asking the most questions on the school tours, actually. I was probably the most talkative out of my whole group every time. Maybe people thought I was a little annoying, but I ended up having the same kind of questions that I wanted to ask at every school because your school tour is usually done by a student. And that way I could really compare the different schools. Like if I asked a specific question about their curriculum, then I knew exactly how each school does it or specifically how the students feel about blank. And then I had this to compare for all the different schools. And that leads into my final tip is to take a lot of notes while you're there. You want to write down as much as you can, especially things that you like about the school, things you don't like about the school, things that are unique about the school. And you want to make sure you get everything out of your mind and onto paper. If you don't have time to write it all down during the day, definitely take a moment when you're back in your car or back across the street in your hotel room to write everything out before you end up like calling your family and stuff just to make sure you're collected all of your thoughts. And this is going to be really helpful if you do end up with multiple acceptances when you're deliberating between schools. You can look back and think on your interview day because honestly, there's so much about my interview days that I don't remember. And if I would have written better notes, I probably would remember more. 
All right, so we are almost done, but I'm just going to answer a few more questions from Instagram that I didn't maybe directly answer. So first is how to stand out. Um, I think that of the tips I mentioned, I think the best way to stand out is try to kind of have a more personable conversation with them. Once you answer maybe the prompt that they give you, go into a story, go into a follow-up question for them, go into another example, and then maybe they'll ask you a follow-up to that, and then you're kind of on a new topic. I think that's the way to be memorable, is just to be very organic and try to keep the conversation very personable. And then the next thing is where to buy a professional outfit. I bought mine on sale at Banana Republic. That's a pretty good place. They're really high quality. It's a little bit more expensive, but again, it's nice quality, and I only bought one outfit. And then for men, though, I've heard that even women, I think having one or two extra like shirts is helpful in case you end up like having a spill or something in the morning. It's nice to have another professional top to change into just in case. But um, another place people like to shop is Express for professional outfits. For men, I'm not really sure. Even just like a big like retailer like a Macy's or something obviously have suits and stuff. So really anything that sells a suit is a good suit. As long as you like the way it looks and you feel confident, go for it. And then the next question is the best and worst thing you can do at an interview. I pretty much already told you the best thing, I think, is just being personable and asking your interview questions, interviewer questions beyond questions about the school, maybe questions more about their own experience, I think is the best thing you can do. The worst thing you can do, I think, is to look grumpy. I straight up noticed some people at some of my interviews that just looked like they would rather be anywhere else in the world. And that was such a shame because it's like such a nice opportunity to have an interview and so many people wish they could be there. So just really be conscious of your facial expressions and your attitude that you're giving off because I think that's really the worst thing you can do is to look ungrateful for being there. One other thing that you don't want to do that I noticed some people doing is talking about other schools when you're at an interview for one specific school. I wouldn't ask people, where else have you interviewed? Or where else did you apply? Or, oh, how did you like that school? I thought they were blank, like in a bad way. Like if you do end up talking about other schools or like other states that people are from and it does get into schools, like that's okay. But surely please do not be bad mouthing any schools. I noticed some people doing that and I thought it just was such a poor look. So please try not to do that. And then the last thing is how to be concise or to the point. I think that that just comes with practice. You'll realize when you're doing practice interviews that you're rambling, or if you do timed interviews, like in a mock MMI situation, you only have so many minutes. So if you get cut off and you didn't even get through half of the question, then obviously you're talking too much. So that's something that's really just going to come with practice. I know even for myself, I'm a much better speaker than I was a year ago when I had interviews. So it truly just comes with practice, practice presenting, practice interviewing, and you're going to get better at figuring out how to wrap things up and and having in your mind kind of mental bullet points if I need to hit this, this, and this and say it in a good way. All right, that is everything. So next week's episode will be with Dr. Stephen Liu. He is a recent graduate from University of Michigan's Dental School and he's working in a community dental clinic in California right now. So he gives a lot of insight into 
working in a community clinic, why he chose that, why he chose that over an AEGD or a GPR, which are dentistry residency programs. He also talks a lot about dental school interviews too, because he has a mock interview service through his website. So you'll find more information about that next week, but he's really great with pre-dental students and trying to help mentor them and provide um, practice experience for them because he was involved in the interviews. He was one of the student interviewers at University of Michigan, so he does have a lot of credentials to be giving you all advice. And he also talks a little bit in our episode next week about interviewing for jobs in dentistry, which I found to be a very interesting topic. So I hope you're all excited for that episode, and I hope you're all very excited for your interviews if you're applying this upcoming cycle. I know you will do great. So thank you so much for listening, and I will talk to you next Monday.